0: Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on October the 8th, 2009. Now, newcomers come in all the time to the show, so I suggest you go to cuttingthroughthematrix.com website, and you'll find hundreds and hundreds of audio talks I've given in the past for download, free download, which you can go through at your heart's content, where I try to, to the best of my ability, Uh, show you the big picture of how things transpire, how really the future is always planned uh, by those in control Uh, they never give up power and they have uh, techniques, there's nothing new about this at all, it's always been this way there's techniques of uh, planning a future and if you run if you own the money of the the planets or or lend it out or whatever even if it's just a bunch of zeros uh, with a couple of digits in front uh, you control everything underneath it like a pyramid Everything runs on this odd thing called money. Regardless of what you think it is, as long as everyone believes in it, it seems to just kind of work in some form or another. But the big boys, of course, can hire lobbyists galore. They can uh, even buy mansions to house them in, even skyscrapers in some places. And they lobby governments. And and those in government know to play the game. They know that they'll be well taken care of for passing certain laws and so on. And that's how the world really is were run by a parallel government, a parallel government, as has been described by Professor Carol Quigley and even Margaret Thatcher, who said that all ex-politicians at the top of all countries belong to it. They then are part of this parallel government where they can get the real work done. They all know each other. They network together towards the same agenda and yet they're not responsible to the public for anything they do. So we're going to the website, as I say, and mark down all the other sites I have marked there in the front page uh, for for alternate sites in case the big ones go down, which sometimes they do. And you'll find it's easier to download sometimes right after a show or the next morning uh, from one of the the alternate sites because generally if one goes into the comm site at the same time, and you'll find there's a kind of sticking when you're trying to download. So try the alternate ones as well. There's a whole bunch to choose from. There's cuttingthrough.jenkness.com. That's J-E-N-K-N-E-S-S, Jenkness. Cuttingthroughthematrix.net.us.ca. Alan Watt, cuttingthroughthematrix.ca. And Alan Watt sent sentinel.eu. The last one has the same audios as the rest, but as addition edition of uh, a lot of transcripts of these talks I've given, written in the various languages of Europe for downloads and print-up. And you are the listeners. You bring me to you because I'm not out for a career here. I'm not out to um, establish some kind of um, business. I'm not out to uh, please any particular lobby, uh, left, right, or up or down. It doesn't make any difference to me. I try and say it like it is, and it's up to you to keep me going. Um, Backed by no foundations, Uh, the ads on this show are paid by those who advertise right to RBN the radio station to pay for this airtime, and it pays uh, for the staff at the radio station, their equipment, and their bills. So if you want to help me along, look into cutting through the matrix.com website. You'll see how to help me in buy the things I have for sale on the website, the books, and so on. And you can also donate through various means. Personal check is good from the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Postal Money Order International is good from the U.S. You don't have a bank account. Some people just send cash. Some people just uh, use PayPal outside the Americas. You use PayPal, MoneyGram, Western Union, and some people again just pay cash. They cut out the guys with the triple chins. And we're back with more and going into tonight's stories after this break. I call it the matrix because the matrix is where everything comes from all all that you know all your reality uh, and the reality that's been presented to you at from birth in fact the same reality that was presented to your parents only updated for what you're going to be programmed to believe or accept in the future every generation in fact every year more going to kindergarten for the first time and they're updated, more so than the last year's intake, to what they'll experience. It's incremental. but they'll experience all through their lives, all the changes. They think it's all quite natural. It's just developing and unfolding naturally. This is what Beria, who was in charge of the NKVD, the precursor of the KGB of the Soviet system, said in 1934 at the Comintern International Communist Meeting. He said that uh, it used to take a generation to make major shifts in cultural changes and attitudes, meaning they were planned, you see. They'd already been at this for a long, long time. Before then, those was with a mission and an agenda. Uh, but he said with scientific indoctrination and using the Pavlovian techniques at school, uh, they found that they could actually uh, alter and make it faster, rather than 70 years to to change society in a certain particular way. They could upgrade it much faster, every five years. And instead, it would become much, much faster with more scientific techniques being used in the near future. Well, here we are. And as I say now, children walk into the to the kindergarten, or they're, they're they're crawling almost at the age of some of them. And you see it all on their walls. You know, we're all global and all this kind of stuff. And you got all the different messages there. And that's going to be the curriculum from then on. we'll get that drummed into them. This new society where there's no real right or wrong except just obey authority and obey experts and don't judge anything. You know, it's amazing, too. I, mean, I always thought about that because if you don't judge anything, well, how come a government can judge you? you know, uh, something, something's wrong somewhere. But anyway, that's how fast they can incrementally change things. in should Fabian technique the Fabian technique is used mainly on adults on what is called and this is what they mean by this continuing education uh, where you're you're getting masses of propaganda once you leave school via entertainment and news and media they take over from school and they give you your continuous education that's what a bishop of Canterbury uh, once said the bishop he was called the red bishop back in the 40s I think it was he wrote a book about it and I kept wondering what he was talking about uh, continuous education does that mean nice school at all no, he was talking about the propaganda techniques would be used to the full effect exactly uh, corroborating what Russell had said Bertrand Russell, that they would bring in Madison Avenue, that those who knew how to control the minds and motivate people into doing things they wouldn't normally do like become broke to get a certain item, to use debt and so on That's what's used. And uh, when I was small, too, I used to wonder about the culture industry. Uh, What I noticed reading about other countries and the Soviet system was that uh, the Soviet system had a department of culture. Every country had a department of culture. But then I noticed that when I went into the the United Nations uh, sign-up books, signatory books, and all the preambles and, and all the books churned out by those who took part in it, there was lots of them put up their memoirs. What its real purpose was to be. And, in fact, one of the guys was Lester B. Pearson from Canada, top guy, uh, who, along with another fellow uh, from, I think it was Escort Reed from Toronto, helped draft up the, the Charter for the United Nations along with Alger Hiss, and, the, and they were all basically classified as communists. But anyway, I used to wonder why every signatory to the, United Nations also had a department of culture, because I thought, when I was small, I thought, well, surely we and the people around me and and so on, we're all part of the culture. We are the culture. If you're going to guide the world and guide the people into a common destiny that's been pre-planned by those at the top, you have to update and change and alter culture. That's cultural beliefs, uh, cultural norms. Everything, in fact, that held, it was a glue, the bond, held society together remember everything in its basic form goes back to the tribal system where everyone is as important as everyone else in the tribe and a tribe a basic tribe has no, no we think as commerce it doesn't make extra stuff to sell it doesn't need money it's, it's self-supporting it's self-sufficient but it also has its natural laws and if you look around most of the pretty well all, in fact, of of the the so-called primitive cultures, the ones that they really hate at the top and and, and have deemed uh, them them to extinction because they don't want, under the Darwinian principle, the lesser types and fewer types must perish or they'll bring down the superior types. That's the law on the laws of Darwinism. That's why all the ordinary people with the junk genes uh, have decided to get killed off now because we're holding all the elite type back, you see. that's pure Darwinism, basically. So actually, it's Hinduism as well. That's where Darwinism really came from. Because very old religions are behind this. Very, very old religions. But a department of culture is so necessary. And I've given talks before where governments, uh, you'll find, are funding all of what you thought were as opposing forces. Various NGO groups and radical groups, etc., that you thought were uh, they're always bombasting Government for for something that they want, the government's not giving them. Then you find out the government's actually giving them grants. I found this out in Canada, which bowled me over. Why would you be apparently funding radical change? And then I looked into the laws for getting grants in Canada, and it's the same across pretty well the whole Western world. Oh, in fact, it's all the way to Australia as well. The Commonwealth countries, the, the Commonwealth just means the colonies. It's still the colonies of Britain. That's, that's where they still are. But you find that um, to get grants from governments as an NGO, you must swear that your goal is for radical change in society. Radical is the word that's used. To destroy all that was, basically, to bring in the new. That's what you must do to bring in this new golden age, this new utopia that was pre planned by those at the top. Uh, with their multitudes of ridiculous secret societies beneath them, down through the many, many, many centuries. It's, as I say, so close to Hinduistic belief, because they believe in waves. And Theosophy, that heavily borrowed from it, talks about the waves of Theosophy waves. It's also a time wave, where it's beyond even the Platonic uh, great year, or the 25,500 year cycle or whatever of the zodiac it's it's, it's also into the millions of years these waves where everything that was perishes except for those who've attained the highest form of supposed godhood because behind all the occult from the ancient times to the present has always been uh, the gradual uh, as you have got the degrees the idea that you can become a god the lower degrees don't know that but the higher degrees are taught this stuff and all all of the so-called secret societies or societies with secrets. Don't bother asking the average mason. They haven't a clue. they are told the rubbish at the bottom. But it's this this age that they're going to bring in and they've talked about for so long which was to eradicate all that was. Now, going back to the the so-called primitive tribe, the ones that are called arrested tribes, arrested development, basically, they have not needed to go into making axes out of steel and getting factories built to make the steel and all that stuff then then overproducing so they can sell stuff for extras. They're they're living self-sufficiently. That had to be destroyed as well. But it also boiled down to the basic units. Destroy the tribe first. It will protect itself by its culture. Most tribes don't like other tribes. Or if they do, they're still very protective of their own and always weary of the others because power plays come into it in this world for survival. So, therefore, you have to attack and destroy the glue, the fabric that held the tribe together. This has been going on steadily, steadily recently, from the 1500s, in fact, onwards, when you read your histories. A a definite intelligence behind this with power, public financial power, to promote it. And wars and conflicts are used on the way attaining bigger empires towards the global empire. But all the culture had to be destroyed, and you bring in multiculturalism, and it's not some wonderful blend where we all just get on together. They give you a new kind of culture, but really the culture, when you look at the multicultural culture that's given to us all now across the world, is kind of wishy-washy. Uh, there's no hard and fast rules to anything. It's just all get along and smell And never be offended by anybody else or anything else, or anything that they do. Just don't be offended. And obey government. That's basically it, you see. There's no old-time songs to, to, to go back on and sing together, because they're from all different parts of the globe. They don't have anything really in common, except their basic needs, you see, for survivalism, food, shelter clothing and this odd thing called money they will all have to pay back to governments to keep them going and so they can rule over us. But the family unit had to be utterly destroyed and anything that was called normal had to be go out the window as well. There was to be no normality. and when you, att- you attach the Kabbalah you see into this with the old teachings that accompany the Kabbalah, one's no use without the other you'll find that they'll say there's no right or wrong. There's no good or evil. There's no good or evil. Something, that in fact, big debates have, had, have been had in ancient religion and ancient societies to do with this. Does any good come out of evil? And uh, if you burn down a forest so that a new shoot can grow, that they would decide that, that, yeah, some good came out of evil. That's how they rationalize it. And once I watched... Uh, A little documentary about uh, top Hollywood producers. And I'll, I'll talk about what they thought of good and evil when I come back from this break. And this is cutting through the matrix, discussing how culture is guided. And it's no coincidence that all cultures have had the same guidance for, or at least since the United Nations was officially out in the open. With the same setup, really, the same standardized setup of types of government, to use a new color in one of his books where he gave all his little anecdotes to the king of how he handled the people. You never tell the public what's really happening. And Machiavelli was the same. That's what he said to... to, to basically, a resume, a resume he was writing up called The Prince. Um, in that book it's like a compilation of all his deviousness. And he was showing how clever he was uh, for any future employer. But to alter and guide culture... It's no coincidence that uh, you have the same departments in all these countries, and the last few countries that don't have them, who know that together they are the culture, obviously. Um, They've been hammered right now into compliance and going under. You can't have uh, the old existing religions, the exoteric religions, uh, and you can't have the, the family values. You have to be totally destroyed. And it's no coincidence that releases go into the media to what they call heightened awareness. It's really to get an emotional response out of you that they appear in the newspaper and they're actually part of a higher plan. We tend to fall into the trap of using emotion and say, oh, that's terrible or that's good or whatever. Depends what side you pick because you will pick one side or another on any particular issue. But when things are released into the news at the same time, it's for a purpose. You can get straight propaganda what they call raising public awareness that means they want you to believe this or they bring it out in the form of uh, oh dear dear tut tut uh, almost a scandal type to bring it to the fore because that means that the big culture industry the top are ready to go into a next move the next move the next stage of uh, blitzing you with novels movies uh, and plays on television uh, with all of this new stuff in it that you will accept because you've been trained to accept what's coming. And you really will have conclusions given to you. You don't know how you've come to these conclusions. I talked about captology the other day from Stanford University. That's only one technique that's used using uh, the visual media. But there's other techniques as well. So when you see uh, an article like this, it ties in with what I'm saying from the beginning of the talk tonight, because you put certain people in charge of the culture of a country at the top in a government department in charge of that country's culture. Well, obviously, the public should know who they are and what they have as values. Right? And that's going to affect all of you. And they're also... Uh, responsible in all of the so-called democratic countries for dishing out his grants even to novelists by the way i think almost every writer in canada gets a grant from the the government to include certain things in fact if you want to become wealthy just start writing children's books and put in ecology and how man's destroyed the planet and how the adults are terrible and bad and all the rest of it and they'll give you a grant for doing that and it's the same in most countries very few people question anything. They take everything for granted. It's all that appears on the shelves, of bookstores, and even the articles in the paper. This article here is from the BBC News. And it's on cue, as I say. This is a, a planned thing, see. And it says here, this is October the 8th, 2009, French minister, that's politician, in boy sex row, immediately that sets off a multitude of things pro and con and all the rest of the debates and, and then there's all the intellectuals who, who want to just be uh, you know accepting of, uh, of everything so you got all the old groups all start right away francis culture and minister this is the guy in, in charge of it the guy who gives out all the grants and, and etc frederick mitterrand famous family and, and for guiding uh, france there's no doubt about uh, the mitterrands i think the daddy Uh, Mitterrand who died not long ago with a red rose on his coffin uh, because he was a high mason uh, and who had the I think he had the new art gallery built as a pyramid made of glass because there's a ceremony outside where he walked between the rows of soldiers not with race swords but lower swords because they're, they're all high masons doing their little things. But here's here's Frederick Mitterrand over a book he wrote describing paying for young boys in Thailand which is his preference back with more after this break you're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix, just showing you how we're guided with our thoughts, our emotions, and how we're left with uh, uh, politically correct impressions. The first part of that, of course, is creating doubt in anyone's mind to make you question yourself. Uh, if you're not avant-garde and intellectual enough, perhaps you've got the wrong end of the stick, so to speak, and you go along with the new PC idea. But I'm talking about how things break into the news at the right time because it's time now is the time as they say in the revolutionary movements now is the time Uh, and they also often say it's an idea whose time has come but the public must never be aware that this is planned for them to get involved in amongst all trivias and all the rest of it uh, and to to get motive uh, substances on things they never realize that it's part of an agenda and before we address this article from the BBC on uh, the culture minister of France, Frederic Mitterrand, uh, going back to what I talked about Hollywood, uh, this little documentary I saw talked to the top producers, Spielberg and different ones, uh, producers who did horror movies, sci-fi, that kind of thing, and we uh, were all asked the same question, do you believe in good and evil? And every single one of them gave the standard Kabbalistic answer. There's no such thing as good or, or, or evil. Uh, it's kind of silly to even say that. It's a cultural value judgment, and they're, above all, they're obviously above all your silly cultural value judgments. Uh, that's what it means to be trendy, avant-garde. You have no, no uh, value judgments on anything, basically. but do what thou will is the whole of the law if you're at that particular level that is of course so here's this article appears in the newspaper the guy who is responsible for dishing out grants uh, advising the, the so called censor bureaus on and, and what they permit and all that this is no coincidence this hits the paper now and it's a little picture of uh, Frederick Mitterrand with his arms folded in a kind of you know, pouting angry stance position or at least a stubborn stance I'd say and it says here, the book was written four years ago before he joined the government, but is back in the headlines following his impassioned support for Roman Polanski. So you see, see why it's all coming out now? And it's the same with Polanski. Why did they wait till now to bring this out? But they've forgotten, in any the country, tripped across over the years. You see? And so anyway, this particular cultural minister, Mitterrand, um, he said he wrote a book which describes paying for young boys in Thailand. That's where a lot of them go for their jollies. And it says here, Polanski has been arrested in Switzerland on child sex charges. This is all to raise public awareness. He'll uh, get off with it, of course. We know that. And all of Hollywood standing up for him. And. Uh, there was more to the whole Polanski thing, too, because it wasn't just a, a, a sudden case of getting high on drugs or something and raping someone, or, or it wasn't a crime of passion. Um, it was an organized ring that had going here with a very famous actor, very famous, well-known actor, uh, delivering these young girls to him, uh, taking them from the mums for a spin in the car, and dropping them off there, never telling the mum where the rest of the program was to be. So, anyway, here's one guy standing up for another one. Mr. Mitterrand, nephew of late President Francois Mitterrand, you know, the top internationalist and communist, and also, basically, um, he thought himself, he was a member of the Illuminati that was in the newspapers at the time. In fact, he thought it was a reincarnation of one of the ancient pharaohs. Don't say power doesn't go to your head. And it says he expected to defend himself on TV later on Thursday. Mr. Mitterrand has come under attack from right and left. In his 2005 book, The Bad Life, he wrote, I got into the habit of paying for boys, saying his attraction to young male prostitutes was not dimmed despite knowing the sordid details of this traffic. So his attraction to it isn't dimmed despite knowing the details of this traffic. You can make a lot out of that. Now, here's an interesting little phrase. All these rituals... All these rituals of the market for youths, the slave market excited me enormously. So he's a sadomasochist, he enjoys getting off on the week. The abundance of very attractive and immediately available young boys put me in a state of desire. This is a guy who's in charge of the culture industry for France, uh, by government decree, right? Mr. Mitterrand, 62, has denied denied being a paedophile, because, see, they all have a new definition of it, you see, saying the term boys was used loosely. The account of cruising for prostitutes in Thailand attracted little attention when it was published in 2005, when Mr. Mitterrand was a TV personality. By the way, I have another article here for a very well-known person who is a tourist guide. And his own website's up, and instead of articles on the BBC, uh, also has his other site, and, and he's actually promoting where men should go for boys. <laughs> he did not share his uncle's socialist politics, and was brought into the centre right government by President Nicolas Sarkozy, hmm. no wonder, in June 2009. Sarkozy, of course, is apparently so, so up there with gay abandon that he allows his wife to. Picker, Lovers, and all the rest of these. So trendy, avant-garde again. But you understand the the high religions these guys belong to. In a strong defense of Polanski, has brought back the book back into the public eye. Polanski faces deportation to the United States for having sex with a 13-year-old girl in 1977. That's only one. But it's actually a trafficking thing where they were all brought... You know, this this is only one that came out first to public complaint. Mr. Mitran said the U.S. behavior in seeking extradition was callous and horrifying. This is the man who said uh, that he, he still gets excited thinking about um, male prostitutes and children, basically, in the slave trade. And then he gives the, the big lie, too. He does not share his uncle's socialist policies or politics and was brought into the center-right government by President Sarkozy in 2009. But a strong defense policy it brought back the book in the public eye Uh, yadda 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 then he goes on with other reactions to it so they want emotive responses to get people arguing about this you know does anything go sort of thing the only ones that get no say in this at all are the young boys you see they get through the slave trade and get buggered by them that's the only ones who aren't getting a say in if this is right or wrong as far as I can see. If you want to get the answer from a slave, you have to go to a slave, don't you? And ask what happened to them and how they felt about it all. Not a bunch of people who get off on it. I don't care if it's heterosexual or whatever. Same darn thing. But this is to raise public awareness because it's time now for the culture industry and your international census departments all belong from your national census departments to push the next button to the next level of so-called indoctrination through entertainment. That's what it's about. All, all of this is about that, you see. Destroy the old to bring in the new. All must be destroyed. All of it. Here's an article here from WorldNet uh, Daily. October the fifth, two thousand. Perversion one oh one. This is all happening at the same time. Kids kids, I always say childrens. I don't like young goats, you see, it dehumanizes people. Kids taught gay sex, rape and bestiality. High school teacher keeps job after handing out pornographic banned book. by Chelsea Schilling. A father of high school students is infused after he said a teacher provided banned books to her 11th grade students including at least one with explicit description of homosexual sex acts, rape, masturbation profane language and even bestiality John Davis, father of an 11th grade student at William Byrd High School in Vinson, Virginia told Walnut Deary that the English teacher Kathleen Renard provided her personal copy of a book called Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chubovsky to one of her English students, and it was passed to his son. The book is published by MTV Books. Davis found the book in his son's possession, along with a bookmark that said, Read Band Books, They're Your Ticket to Freedom. My son was reading the book and stated it was a school assignment, Davis told Warnett Daily, He was embarrassed that I began to peruse through the book and I discovered its contents. He advised that the book belongs to his English teacher, Mrs. Kathleen Renard. Upon reading the book, Davis discovered the following... Uh, that sex acts between teenagers male and female masturbation suicide it's amazing how they always bring that into it, suicide too because as you understand there's more to the occultic stuff that's pushed than you than you can possibly know oral sex extensive use of profanity especially the f-word multiple causes of homosexual acts between teenage boys including kissing seduction and anal sex Illegal drug and alcohol use, including smoking marijuana, LSD usage. Anonymous homosexual acts between men and boys. See, this is some saying everything comes together at the same time, doesn't it? And people think it's all coincidence. Anonymous homosexual acts between men and boys. Rape of a teenage girl while she cried. Molestation of a young boy by a woman. Molestation of a young girl by an older man. Uh, how hitting a girl can turn her on and make her love a boy. Attempted sex between a boy and a dog. Davis confiscated the book and arranged to meet with Renard and William Byrd High School principal Richard Turner. The father said the English teacher was not present at the October 2nd meeting. He asked the principal if he could speak with the teacher, but he said the Turner refused to call her in, saying, I'm not going to fire her over this. I'll put these links up on the website after. Uh, this particular show but I'm just showing you that you understand uh, I mentioned before uh, that right before 9-11 happened in 2001 there was an international conference of the so-called what you thought were your censor bureaus for your media and entertainment <clears throat> at least that's what the people presume people presume everything don't they we just take everything for granted and it turned out that uh, your censor bureaus were, were actually getting together to see how to push the envelope further and how what they've been pushing up until then had gone over with the public were the public ready for the next step you understand in the the act of creating a debauched society debased debauched society it's it's incremental as to what you accept and once you accept one little thing you'll accept the next bit more much quicker and easier until you're feasting It's it's interesting, you're feasting on television and movies and and even uh, plays for television. And everyone says, you know, uh, it gives you the warning at the start. Uh, For adults, uh, we'll use profanity, nudity, uh, and uh, violence. Uh, So we're living on on all of that. We're living on this stuff. We gorge it up, don't we? Because, you see, it's like any drug. and this is what Freud knew, too. That is is why they taught these techniques to Bernard, and he went on his way to promote it through the culture. Uh, you, that sex and the violence uh, can be linked together. You can stimulate one or the other and literally alter the behavior, and even the thinking patterns and the way they behave and react and even to converse with each other through specific, well-known, and very, very ancient techniques. So it's no coincidence, to say, when they get a blitz, but at that meeting at 2001, said that the public had accepted uh, um, gay stuff and so on and lesbian stuff and all the rest of it. Now it was time to push the envelope for bestiality and, uh, and to what they called intergenerational sex. That's what uh, Mitra means by that. He doesn't call it pedophilia. They want to call it intergenerational sex. And that's when you had the blitz of all this this kind of stuff coming out gradually, actually quickly. I'd already had the the, the, especially comedies to go for television series. And they've even had some bestiality in comedies now. So nothing surprises me because, you see, they tell you what they're going to do if you just read the little bits and remember what they're publishing in newspaper articles. You bring in the new, you must completely destroy the old. And I've, just in my lifetime alone, I've seen incredible changes in the culture. None of it came from the grassroots and for, for the people, all came from the top. Plato himself said, You, you use drama. Drama, the stage was so important. Now it's just entertainment on television. He said, Plato even said that the drama and the, the, he calls it the fashion industry, if you you translate it from the Greek, and music works together. They knew this in ancient times. It was a science then. And he said, too, that you could allow grassroots, anything, from the cultural, to change the culture, because those in control could lose control, could have ripple effects. So, so all, all the changes in culture were always authorized and promoted top-down to the public. Nothing, nothing has changed in that respect at all. The techniques perhaps are better because you truly think uh, that, um, and, and people since the 50s especially, people have been trained to believe that all culture and even music is coming from the youngsters. Well, they shove the youngsters in front of you, but you don't see in the studios, you don't see the managers, and you don't see the groups that the managers belong to and what they promote and, and tell them they're going to sing. I've seen youngsters go into a studio with some innocent little song, the usual sort of boy-girl stuff uh, that teenagers go through, and by the time they're uh, finished with it in the studio, it's, it's, it might be a hit, but it's, um, it'll make it into a hit, but uh, it'll end up uh, with, with a lot of disgusting stuff in it. Disgusting stuff. Remember, there's a gangster uh, rapper came out uh, of the system because he almost died a few times. with drugs and various other things. And he said that, he says, you know, you'd walk in the studio with uh, the little, the little, uh, basically poetry. And then, and we'd come the big boys, the big boys, with the eyes that stare right through you, you know. And uh, they'd rewrite everything until it was kill cops and do this and do that, and you know, blah, 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 blah. That's what would come out in the songs. There's nothing presented to the public nothing at all that doesn't have a political agenda and is guided by those who understand at least their parts in the program amazing isn't it and that these links you'll put up on my site at the end of the show and just to reiterate what I said a, a few weeks ago there about an article that came out from the mail online Again, how it all ties together at the right time. It's meant to change you and bring you to conclusions without you really consciously working through them in an intellectual fashion, but mainly through emotion, to get you involved in arguments. They're even given to you, including your conclusions. October first 2009. Children as young as five to learn about masturbation and abortion under new United Nations guidelines. 10th of September, 2009. Children as young as five should be taught about explicit sex acts according to guidelines from the United Nations. The advice also comes from youngsters to learn about abortion, same-sex relationships, and sexually transmitted diseases. The draft report on sex education has to be compiled by UNESCO. Read the books by the first CEO, that was Julian Huxley. Julian Huxley, who said in his own books, they would do this stuff with the children and completely eradicate any memory. Of a previous culture or moral value from the parents, they totally eradicate it. UNESCO, United Nations, United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. And I'll put this link up again for you to read once more. And I might read some more from it before I get off the show tonight. Back with more after this break. what and this is cutting through the matrix just going through some of the techniques that are used on the world general public uh, by basically an organization that understands perfectly well what its goals are and if you don't understand what its goals are you'll understand you'll fall into the trap of uh, the the emotional traps that they lay out for you to fall into so you'll argue with different people and you'll hear different points of view as everyone tries to be very very wise and intellectual and understanding about all sides of everything until you have no opinion on anything at all. That's how it works. But this article here, this is from 10th of September, from the Mail Online, was talking about UNESCO, the United Nations, that wonderful thing that was set up to create a common culture for the world by bypassing adults altogether and going right to the children. Again, back to Birria, in 34, talking about how they could change the culture every five years by scientific techniques in his day, but it would speed up as time went on. While we're at it today, you see, so UNESCO goes for the minds of the children. They set the guidelines for the for the teachers' associations across the planet, and this stuff is, is dumped into the children's school uh, heads as soon as they're at school. And again, it's very difficult to to give a contrary point of view Bertrand Russell said this too he said because he tried these experimental schools, he tried to overdose stimulate the mind so much with ideas of sex in pre-pubertal children to see if and promotes them to carry it out and and try all this stuff to see if they'd actually end up bonding with anyone and of course one agenda in this world and there's only one powerful financial organization really outcry well you see there's not enough an outcry because you see we're living we are the products of a debased society my parents were less debased but still more debased than their parents because this war has been going on for an awful long time as we accept and accept and accept until there's no pillars holding up the roof at all and it falls down on top of you It's no coincidence either that they always put the ones on top of essential positions in government, as I say, like meet there. And remember, some of the Surgeon Generals in the U.S., some of them had to be moved out because they wanted children to practice masturbation in the classroom. Do you remember that? Or you've forgotten about that, too. Or is it all mixed up with the, the weirdo movies and TV entertainment that you just lap up? as you become debased until you have no opinions on anything. Or, eventually... Any ability to complain about what's done to you. From Hamish myself and Ontario, your Canada it's good nights. I your God or your gods go with you.